Like a virgin, you are about to be touched for the very first time. <gasps> no, it really, it really feels like it. I feel like a podcast virgin on cancel because it has been what? Like three weeks, three weeks. So you have virgin cancel me baby ears and this mic is about to pop this cherry, okay? All over again, because it has been a minute. But listen up virgins, we are actually going to be talking about virginity today. It is all on brand, it is all cohesive. You know I got a plan. You know, we are not just talking to talk and walking to walk but actually we are walking back into the saddle again. Okay, thank you Aerosmith. Because we're actually gonna be talking about virginity today and how, believe it or not, it's sort of a metaphor for where we're at in life and like what is going on in this apocalyptic world. No, I swear. So here's how this journey started. Besides feeling like a virgin, touching you for the very first time, touching this mic for the very first time all over again, like I am giddy, I am gleeful, I am gay, hopping with joy, okay? Like a little bit of nerves, a little bit of awkwardness. Ah, like I'm feeling it all over again. And here's what extra got me feeling this time of way, okay? So I was revisiting some going down, you know, hoppity hopping down memory lane. And I was revisiting some celebrity interviews in which we talked about kind of like the naive living and blissful state of being in your youth and themes that have to do with that. So here are some examples. Like, I'm not going to play all of them for you. You can go back and hit that up, you know hit that button on YouTube to watch some of these. But here are some examples. For instance, I talked to Allie Brooke. It's either Brooke or Brooks, okay? Sorry, my brain is a potato, so just deal with it, okay? And we talked, she's a member of Fifth Harmony. And I talked to her about how like all their songs are like, yeah, female, like do what I say, blah, blah, blah. And I say to her, you know, we can be all about this. But once you're in the bedroom, doesn't it like women have this thing where it's like, we have a hard time sticking up for what we want. Okay. That's a whole other ball of wax, neither here nor there, but she ends up admitting to me how she was saving herself until marriage. And she was like, so, you know, again, like just giddy, like a little school girl. And she, it was the sweetest thing. She's like, you know, it's just like my choice in life and how I decide to live. And I just thought even watching it back, like it was so endearing and so sweet and just like navigating that. Right. Cause she even said, she's like, sure. Like women sticking up for what they want in the bedroom, but also what she said, like that idea of sticking for this like livelihood choice that I make for myself and like, you know, going down that path, like what a moment, you know what I mean? Like what a journey. Another example, and we're going to revisit this is when I talked to Ashley Rickards. Now, Ashley was the star of MTV show Awkward. I don't know if you've watched it. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's pretty self-explanatory. So put your two remaining brain cells together and figure it out. So anyway, she and I are talking about her hilarious, like very, very relatable losing her virginity story. And just how it was like, sweet. She wouldn't change anything sort of underwhelming, a little bit awkward, you know, pun intended. Sure. And she's like, afterwards, we like how peak high school is this? She's like, afterwards we went to the city walk, which is this really tacky, cheesy, you know, universal attraction in LA 
for those of you who don't know. She's like, we went to City Walk and went to an Italian restaurant and got breadsticks. Like peak high school. I am there. I am the waiter. Like it's happening. Okay. But again, it's like that idea of like when you're in it and it's like all fresh and new and you don't know it at the time. You know what I mean? Like you're young and dumb, but you're just like going along with it. And it's just like a, a moment cherished in time. Okay. Here's my third example because third time is a charm, bitch. Um, when I interviewed to all the boys I loved before cast, but I talked to the boys and they, these are all guys, like I assume in their early twenties. Right. And I talked to them about in real life. Cause you know, tall, the boys is a Netflix show, like cute rom-com thing guys bear the fuck with me. Okay. And I talked to them about hitting on girls and making the move first in real life. And it's kind of funny and it's kind of cute because they all have sort of different, like they talk about if someone came up to them, how they would feel or navigating if like they're digging it, they're digging the vibe, you know, digging on you, like TLC would say, and go up to somebody and approach them and that whole, like what's going on in their, you know, testosterone brains. Right. But needless to say, going back and revisiting these made me really think like, you know, I've talked on the show about how there seem to be so many perks of getting older. You know, you got your shit figured out. You give less fucks. You're living, you're you're wise. You are Gandalf the Grey's protege. Like you are just living. You have nothing to prove and you know all, right? And so there's such such a contrast to like all everything I just mentioned and to also the glory of getting older. Well, guess what? Wouldn't it be nice if we were older? Actually, it seems not. Thank you very much to the Sex and the City reboot that fucking destroyed us. And you, I know there are a lot of guys who listen to my show, so you don't have to watch Sex and the City. You don't have to know about it. I'm going to give you like all the info you need to know. Okay, so don't worry about it. Here's what you do need to know up front. And this is what I bring it back, you know, backing that ass up, thanks to juvenile, to the aforementioned metaphor. You know, it feels like, you know, all of these stories and that moment of being in your youth or losing your virginity or whatever it is, again, when like you're young and naive, isn't that life pre-pandemic, isn't it? Like it is life whenever, like we were just jumping for joy and we had no idea what was about to hit us. We had no idea. Like the sumo wrestler that was about to sit on our face, that would be 2020 and the preceding 2021. And this Sex in the City reboot, and I'm going to explain why, is life like current life, pandemic and post-pandemic. And I couldn't help but wonder why, just why, okay? Like, we're going to get into this, but just leave the pure, precious moments untouched. All right. And so before I get into this more, that's my little intro that I just pulled out of my magician's hat, AKA my ass. Do you like these new surroundings? Yeah, girl. She's in Palm beach County hose. We've relocated. We got these some, you know, it's really unfortunate because there's a really pretty view. You know what? Maybe I can just try and show you. This is going to like fuck up my whole setting, but I'm that committed to letting you in on this. All right. Before I continue on this path. You 
Okay. Cause this, this episode, by the way, is going to be like a very, like going into the new year and where we're at and like, holy shit, you know, like I said, rubbing those two brain cells, we got left together. All right. I'm trying to show you. Okay. This is a struggle. I'm trying to show you this view. It's eating up my timer time, but Oh, there we go. Okay. You see? Yes. That is there's like Lake there's trees, like really getting you in on this Florida vibe, you know, we're rocking around the palm trees. We're shaking our coconuts and we're having a good time. So yes, out of the tri-state, sadly down here in Florida, here are the new digs. Welcome. Now let's get this shit popping. Okay. So this has really been on my mind. So the sex in the city reboot, it's been like what, 20 years. They did all these movies. Okay. Now they're doing this reboot and like everyone's old and gray. And so here's the situation. All right. Because it's been on my mind and everyone's talking about it. And like I said, it really, I feel like it may be, it may seem silly. It's like, okay, it's a, it's a, you know, frivolous comedy show. Like how Taylor, how are you about to make the parallel park, make the parallel to like our lives? But it it really is true. Okay. So first off they create this reboot and everyone is saying they're calling it woke in the city. They're like, it is forced wokeism, like knock it off. Like, of course you have the non-binary person. You have the, this, you have the, that it's like, okay, nobody asked Carrie Bradshaw. Nobody asked. Okay. And if you really need a refresher, sex in the city is an iconic HBO show. Like truly, if you are living like, if you think that this is the time of Hitler and you're living in a bunker friends, I'm about to update you. Okay. And it ran. It's funny. Cause actually, I don't know exactly. I don't know. It was the nineties or two thousands. Okay. But it's followed the life of like a sex columnist, Sarah, Jessica Parker, Carrie Bradshaw and her friends. And they are just like independent women who fuck everyone you've ever seen in New York city, make no apologies, have a good time, blah, blah. Okay. So all of a sudden now they have the audacity 20 years later. And it's like, nobody really asked again, let it be in the past. No one asked, but what did they do? It's crazy because this show, I mean, it was a really like it won Emmys, right? She's a writer. So you would think, you think they would know how to read a room, but no. Okay. Because here's why (laughs) they kill off. Sorry, there's going to be spoilers. Like you need to know they kill off arguably the most iconic character in the first episode. Okay. Fans have been living in despair, anxiety, death, loss, losing their loved ones, losing jobs, like losing their companies, losing their homes. Do I losing their marbles? Do I need to go on? I don't think so. Okay. So these people couldn't read the room. Now, 20 years later, people are like fans, diehard fans of the show are like, Oh my God, the reprieve I need the comedy, the escape, the frivolous, you know, sexy, fun, you know, lifestyles of these successful women who don't give a shit in New York city. What an escape. No. What do they do? They kill off Mr. Big in episode one. And then episode two is this funeral. Are you fucking serious? First of all, First of all, the entire series was wrapped around this man, okay? Because they meet in the pilot and then the whole goddamn series is about this man. Now, let me give you a little bit of context, okay? This is like telling your five-year-old that Santa Claus blew up in a fire. 
That is what this is like. Are you kidding me? First of all, this is the man who like even my mom, she will only watch episodes with Mr. Big. This is the man that probably millions of women have gotten off to for over two decades. He is like he is Mr. Big, like the quintessential manly man, like your ovaries don't stand a chance. He is he's big and brooding and handsome and successful and rich and witty and charming. Like he is Mr. Big. He is the show. So these assholes kill him off and then have his funeral in the second episode. Like, have we not been through enough, but that's not the worst of it. Okay. Here is, here is, okay. What really like had me, had me feeling a type of way because even JLo, like JLo has to be reeling right now. Okay. So these characters are supposed to be in their fifties. And this is like the geriatric parade of society led by the grim reaper. First of all, everyone looks like they're knocking on their own grave. Okay. They're like, they're older and they're gray and like Miranda, one of the women, Steve, her husband has a hearing problem. Miranda herself has gray hair. And these are supposed to be smart, accomplished women. And they look like numb nuts when it comes to navigating woke issues. Miranda's supposed to be a lawyer. She's over here, like can't even have a conversation about race, like idiot. Okay. And they also like can't even hold their own and are like making themselves out to be a bunch of idiots compared to Gen Z as if Gen Z runs the world. Like, are you, what, what is happening? Why are you putting this entire premise and these characters in a blender harder than Martha Stewart? Knock it off. But let's get back to the physicality. Okay. Because it's like, again, they're going to look different all these years later. And that was like the appeal of it in the beginning. You know, it's like, they're young, they're sexy, they're successful. They're out living extravagant lives. Like I said, like having sex, exploring relationships, like all this now, like there's dad bod, there's gray hair, there's Steve's hearing aid. Like I said, he can't fucking hear. Miranda's like an alcoholic. She's gone gray. Like what is going on? What is And like, they're stupid and can't even hold a conversation with the Gen Z. Like, I'm sorry, excuse me. You got, you were, had a, a, a famous column in a New York newspaper. Are you joking? Like, stop it. Knock it off right now. Okay. Like with the Alzheimer's. Oh, and then the death, of course, like, how could we forget? So, but also it's like, these are supposed to be people in their fifties. Again, JLo was on a stripper pole, like on your unibrow five seconds ago. And I'm pretty sure she's like 50, 51. So it's like, what, what is the point? What is the reason? Like, I need to know. Okay. So, and obviously fans are saying this because they're like, what is going, like, why is this an old people's home? This is not like, what, what, what is the purpose of this? Like, I get it. You're trying to show that later in life you deal with some shit, but like the hearing it, I'm sorry. My 87 year old grandpa has a hearing aid. Like Steve has no business. Knock it the fuck off. Okay. So obviously the people who are involved in the show are upset by this flack and, you know, defend it. And most notably is Kristen Davis. Okay. Because she talks about how uh, she said she's very upset, quote, upset by people commenting on how they look old. And here's the thing. Like I'm never to this day, you know, your girl's not going to be over here defending, like, you know, like trolling or bullying or making fun of someone's appearance. Like, it's just not going to happen.
it's not going to happen. Okay. Like in this parallel universe, in this simulation that we are actually in or the next, however, we are physical human beings. Okay. And if you're lucky, God willing with eyeballs, I can see. So bitch, we, we can't just be like, have amnesia and be like, Oh, it's exactly, we, it's going to look weird. Like we're going to notice, you know, like I said, like the gut, the gray hair, the little sag, the, this, the, that, like the plastic surgery, like that's the first thing. When I talked about this with people, I said, do they look so different? Right. I mean, we're watching you with uh, it's a visual medium. Like we are going to notice we're physical people. So you need to stop it with that. Like, come on, give us a little break. Now, this whole thing got me thinking. Okay. And I couldn't help but wonder as Gary Bradshaw would say, what is it with us with You know, it really got me thinking like about what people will do to, you know, I get it, especially in such a horrible, you know, toxic, confusing, anxiety ridden time. Like I get, we want to live in the old days and relive the old days, but it's a combination that got me thinking of that. And like the extent that people will go to be relevant again. And like I said, kind of like relive the good old times and like your virginity, bitch. It's like, just let it be there. I don't care if it's like a reboot. I don't listen. Here's an example. Okay. I went to Vegas a couple of years ago and I saw like, talk about nostalgia, talk about reliving your youth and the good old times. And when you wore a training bra and when your braces were flossy. Okay. Went to a Backstreet Boys concert. I was there for a couple hours, you know, reliving the good times. And that was it. Like that's, you know, it was like a little time capsule back to the good old days back when like, I probably like masturbated with a Walkman. Okay. And that was it. Like you don't stay there. So it's like, stop trying to mesh the two. You know what I mean? It's like, that was like the perfect little dose, but I'm not going to be a groupie and following them to every one of their fucking shows because I live in this current, I don't live in 1999 anymore. Again, unfortunately, however, I don't like, let it be there. And I'm going to bring it back to what Ashley Rickard said when we had our um, virginity talk, I might play a clip because I'm going to play a clip in a minute. Speaking of sex, right. And reboots and reliving the past, my talk with the Jersey Shore cast, but it reminded me back to Ashley. When I asked her about her virginity, she was so funny. She said, I wouldn't change anything. You know, was it sort of awkward and weird? Yes. Like all of us, right. Probably like, unless you're, you're an alien. And she said like, I wouldn't change it. I wouldn't piece it back together. And then she was funny. She's like, you know, physically you can do that. So it's like you're a virgin all over again, but you get what I need. And losing virginity. What what would you not want to re-experience again? I mean, I'm not like looking to like put it back together and redo it. You can do that nowadays. You can get it thrown back together and then go and do it again. I know. It's it's a thing. No, thank you. No. It was bad enough the first time. Yeah. You would not want to relive. No, like emotionally it was like great and cool. But like, it was also not. It was sort of like, oh. It's like, just let it be there. Like, let it let it do its thing. Let it be where it is or was in time. And that's it. Like, just stop. So Jersey Shore, perfect example. Again, 
of like sex crazy, you know, folks like these Jersey muscle heads, right? Like I was, I was all about Jersey shore, like in my Penn state dorm on a Thursday night at nine o'clock bitch on thirsty Thursday. Like that was our pregame. You could not convince me otherwise. And I have no regrets, but I'm just saying like, you would follow these people. Remember the smush room, like all they did, they lived to have sex. Like they were young, arguably attractive out in the Jersey shore, getting paid by MTV. Like what a time. Lo and behold, just like sex in the city, right? Being relevant, reliving, you know, living in the past, they end up doing a reboot. Luckily, who was there and present on that red carpet but me? And so, because I am apparently, like, I apparently reside and sleep in a DeLorean time machine, I asked them about this and I said, what is different? When it comes to sex then and now, because now they have all this baggage a la sex in the city, right? Like kids and marriage, yada, yada. So check this out. Okay. A visual experience, hopefully an audible, an audio experience. If not, you got to check out the vid, but here's what they had to say. Just here, you make the, you make the whole, I'll make the, like that. It's happening. It's been like a decade, right? Since you guys were first on. Yeah. Now you're a mom, you're a wife. How has all this time changed your perception of sex? Rest question. I'm from the East Coast too. I like it. I, okay. I, like, no, 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 I like it. There's time to make love and there's right. time so, to... When you just want to go. Fuck. It's kind of irrelevant when you have two kids. It changed my perspective because now I have a kid on the way. That's right. So now I'm actually afraid of women. I'm actually like scared of women. Yeah, when I was single, it's a totally different situation. Because I, okay. feel, no pun intended. Yeah. I try and make it happen because I still love my husband. But yeah, no, it's, it's like non-existent. Well, I feel like back then, right? You're like, yeah, let's fuck. Now is it like sweet, sweet love making, or is it still like, yeah, let's fuck? Oh, uh, sex actually leads to kids. I put it only like, to pleasure. <laughs> I didn't know we were speaking like that because if yeah. we was, oh, we're going the whole way. Those type of such activities are necessary <laughs> for a healthy relationship. I know what you guys can do. The situation is a one woman man right now. Okay, that's fair. Uh, I'm with my college sweetheart. Sometimes we like to drink a bottle of wine and just get go to town. I know you say like you joke like there's like no sex that happens now, but sometimes you get that. Um, I mean it depends on you. Don't be lazy. Sorry, bitch. Stop being lazy. Take a note, boys. Yeah. I'm gonna come out with the birth control pill. Why is Vinny? Oh, get that on camera. So you see what I mean? It's kind of a mixed bag. Like you have Snooky be Snooky, like the queen, the creator, the woman who coined the smush room. Okay, like literally having sex with everyone on the Jersey shore, with the boardwalk, with the bar, with the sand, when she face planted, like everybody. And I'm not slut shaming. Like she owned it, but I'm saying even her. And she's like, yeah, it's irrelevant. Like does not exist. She's like, I basically have to funnel a bottle of wine, like slap the bag. Speaking of college to get it on with my husband. Right. You have Ron over here. Who's like, I used to think sex led to pleasure, but it actually led to kids. And so I'm afraid of you woman, because next thing, you know, your uterus will be on my head and I will be a father. Like, are we having a good time? Uh, so this is what I mean. Like the only one holding it down is the situation. And are you surprised? Can you blame him? Right. But it's that idea. It's like, guys, maybe, you know, we can accept the fact that, you know, adulthood is different than where, you know, you were then in the good old days.
but stop. Like, why, why are we trying to mesh the two? It doesn't turn out well. It just doesn't like, it's not looking good. You know, it's not the same, same thing with sex in the city. And that's okay. It's okay. That adulthood, you know, is shit. No, I'm just kidding. Contrary to unfortunately my view earlier, which is like, can't we all be older? So we have our shit figured out. And like life is easy peasy lemon squeezy. Like these are the kinds of messages I want from entertainment and pop culture. Like, and we're going to get to this in the finale. Okay. Like get ready to come to that moment. All right. Get ready to arrive to that conclusion. Okay. But instead what's happening is like, they're trying so hard to bring that what was into now. And it's just making us more goddamn depressed in every way. Cause we're watching this and we're like, we are not having fun. We are not, is this a fun time? We are not having a fun time. And this is the way to do it too. Like now that I was thinking about it, I'm like, I get it. Like reliving the past again, like the Backstreet Boys concert, you know, it's a nice little escape. It's a nice little, whatever. Like you're looking at Nick Carter and you're like, Oh my God, my nipples are like ting. They're feeling a type of way. Like they did in that limited to sports bra. Like I get it. Okay. But here are some, like, I brought this up before, but the friends reunion, perfect. They're, they're doing table reads. They're doing like interviews because they are self-aware enough to know, like they look old. It's not the same. Like I'm not old people shaming. I'm just saying, like I said, I'm excited for that time in life because like, what the fuck is going on right now? Okay. But I'm just saying like, they read the room, like they provided a fun escape. They acknowledged it was a long ass time ago. And it was like, oh my God, I have had it on repeat in my brain. You know, like I said, my two brain cells are playing ring around the rosy and have that shit on loop every day because it was a perfect vice, fun night. I just combined fun and nice, like the most basic bitch adjectives, but you get it. It was the perfect escape. Another one, because I was going down this path today was the, do you guys remember how the Brady Bunch freaking cast reunited and they weren't trying to pretend like Marsha Brady is over here, you know, pouring them shading Jan and pouring her orange juice. Like, no, they end up doing this very sweet HGTV special, which I also you got to make your way over. Like, honestly, get on your razor scooter and go to my YouTube and watch this. Cause we kind of talk about these themes too, but they did an HGTV, uh, special where they renovated the original Brady house. Like what? A t- That's what I'm talking about. So anyway, we taught in my interview with them, we talk about these kind of themes, like the contrast of, you know, this squeaky clean show and their real challenging lives. And also like how a show like that would never go now because like we all apparently just want to slit our wrists all day, right? And reflect what's really going on now, apparently a la Sex in the City. But anyway, we talk about all this, so you got to check it out. But that is what I'm talking about. Like serve that, serve that shit up like hotcakes, okay? Like I'm here for it. Now here's the problem, like people with the Sex in the City reboot, they're like, you know, we're, this is exactly, this is the problem. This is what they try to do. They're like, we, like, even the show is in New York City, like right when they're coming out of the pandemic. And it's like, oh my God, we are living it, bitch. I don't need to be seeing it on here. Right. That's number one. But it's also like, that's why, like they tried, they're like, we can't ignore like the state of the world we're in now. So we're going to be realistic. And it's like, nobody asked. Here's what is like how this is the bleak as fuck. So Cynthia Nixon, who's in the show, okay, who ditched her red hair, 
who ditched her red hair and is now like giving Mrs. Claus a run for her money in her mid fifties. The audacity again, JLo did not pave the way for this shit. Okay. Mm. Sip a coffee on that one. So here's what she said about defending the show's like very dark, depressing, bleak themes. Like this is not the sex in the city we wanted. She said, no, literally like get ready to jump off a cliff. She goes, there's more life behind you than there is ahead of you. You're very aware of that. Thank you. It's like how existential. It's like, why even bother? So she says that defending why they're dealing with all of these like adult heavy, you know, grief and death and all these themes that they didn't use to. It's like, no, it's the reality. And especially in a pandemic stricken world, it's like, oh my God, it's like how fucking bleak. It's like, well, why even bother? Really, really depressing. So that brings me to the bigger picture here, guys, is that I get it. Like I get what they're trying to do. And I get what's what entertainment and content like this is trying to do. It's trying to like capture, you know, the true and utter like horror of where we're at. And I think there's something to be said about the fact that like, take the sex in the city reboot, right? It's like back then it's like the virginity, like it was untouched. It was innocent. It was pure. And now it's all this depressing, you know, moments in life. And it got me thinking, it's like, well, right. That's how the world is now. You know what I mean? There's just such a contrast. Like, it's just not, we're, we're not in the same world that we were in. And so I feel like we're in this like tango, you know, but not in a JLo and Richard gear way. Like we're in this tango of grappling with what was and the world we're in now, which is divide, which is illness, which is anxiety, which is uncertainty, which is loss, which is so much. It's just, it's not the same place. So here's my thing. It's like, I get that. And I can acknowledge that. And that's, that's something I grapple with on a daily basis because I always am reliving my quote old life, but it's also feels like we're trying to usher in to what actually is. It's very, very, it is not, again, we are not having fun. Like it is not a fun time because you're like, wait, I feel like that's, you're trying to piece it back together. And you're like, I feel like that is what was just going down and what was happening. But like, why again, am I living in the grim reapers fantasy? So we're trying to like figure out how to move forward and also like, kind of like piece back what was, but it's just not the same. And that's what they try to do here. It is not the same. It's not the same sex in the city. It is not, we're not in the same world. And what happens when you try to mesh the two, it ain't cute. So Here's what I have to say, because we are going into a new year and you know, on the show on cancel me, baby, I, Oh, baby on cancel me, baby. I like to keep you entertained and uplifted. And I like to put a little pep in your step. So listen, okay. Yippee ki yay, bitch. We are about to go into a new year. And does it really serve us? Like everything that I just mentioned, does it really serve us to live in the past or try to piece it together or try to make it fit for now? You know, the sex in the city thing, it may be a silly example, but it's a perfect example. It's like, it ain't working. It ain't working. So I say we put our best foot forward. All right. We put our best foot forward with sans 
you know, geriatric shoes, saggy balls, put our best foot forward. And I'm going to leave you with this because I love people who talk about aging in a way that is like empowering and uplifting and exciting. So here for you to end on this note and have something to God damn it. Look forward to is Dennis O'Hare. Uh, this is when like fetus Taylor with red hair was out on the red carpet. One of my first selfie stick interviews on talk to me with Dennis O'Hare, the American horror story star. He's gay. He's fab. He's awesome. And I asked him, don't know why, but I did. Okay. Again, thank you to the time travel capsule that I reside in. I asked him like a fine wine, does sex get better with age and look what he says. Do you think that like wine, sex gets better with age? And why? You know, I think that sex is wasted on the young in many ways because they have all the ability and all the beauty, but do they actually have the ability to understand how lucky they are? And know how to use what they <laughs> and got. And use what they got, exactly. Use it instead of just throwing exactly. it around in places. You know yeah. what? I've had great sex at my age. Let's put it that way. Fine. Yeah. Telling you, baby. So I have a yeah. lot to look forward yeah. to. Yeah. And just like that, thank you, Dennis O'Hare. That is what I'm talking about, all right? Forget the hearing aid, saggy ball energy, all right? Forget that. It's out the window. It's gone. Stop living in the past. Move forward with this Dennis O'Hare, big dick, great sex energy, 2022 it's going down. And hopefully we will no longer be living in an actual American horror story. Thank God.